Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us again this morning, always great to have you here, Elisha Reinick and Julie Miller with Therapet and Tyler. Good morning, happy holidays, great to have you with us. Good morning, good thank morning. you for having us. Sure thing, don't forget In Focus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash In Focus and In Focus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Elisha Reinick, Executive Director of Therapet since March of 2020, coming up on two years now. And Julie Miller. Julie, tell us a little bit about yourself and your job with Therapet. Sure. Well, it's not a job. I'm a volunteer. I've been a volunteer for 27 years, which is how long Therapet's been in existence. Mm -hmm. I'm also a nurse. And so my I love to merge my avocation of volunteering with my therapy animals with all of my nursing knowledge and volunteering in the hospitals is an awesome place to do it you bet and we'll uh, give both of you a chance to tell plenty of more stories as we move through the half hour tell us about therapet just basically what it is why it is how it works well, Therapet was founded in 1994 and became a, an official 501c3 a few years later. So we're in our 27th year of serving East Texas. And we provide animal-assisted therapy and visitation to our friends and neighbors all over the community. Um, just taking out our personal dogs. They're the, the personal pets of our volunteers and um, just providing health, hope, and healing to mm -hmm. those who need it. Very good. And uh, is this a national organization? I guess in a manner of speaking, you could kind of say it is, even though it's based in Tyler and serves the East Texas area. Well, we're just in East Texas, so every dollar donated stays in East Texas. We're 100% donor supported, but we have contributed in uh, making sure that some other programs similar to ours get created all over the country. All over the country, yes, indeed. That's uh, really kind of one of your calling cards. Also, before we go any further, we have a special guest this morning. Uh, last year it was Phoebe. This year it is Lambeau. Lambeau is a therapist. And tell us a little bit about Lambeau. Sure. Lambeau's six years old. He's a 100-pound yellow lab uh, he's a big big boy and he was born in wisconsin just outside green bay hence the name lambo curly lambo curly and lambo field curly lambo the legendary green bay packers coach from the early 20th century in case anybody doesn't um, know that history <laughs> know that history i'm a baby boomer i know things like that but uh, in any event and of course that's uh, where you're a native of that area i am i'm and a native of that area grandpa had season tickets and so you know it just felt right since i do own two shares of the packer stock as well that we named one of our dogs lambo <laughs> mm -hmm, but texas has been home for a long long time long now time. and if you're not hearing from lambo that's a good thing because lambo is doing exactly what he is supposed to do he is being nice and quiet until his services are needed and that's, that's basically right. how therapet works um, now, who provides the services? Julie, you mentioned that you're a volunteer, and it's actually 100% volunteer, except for two staff for administration, and then volunteers train their dogs on their own time and on their own dime, and if you can kind of pick it up from there. It's, it's all volunteers, and they're the heart of our organization. Uh, it takes an immense amount of time to train a dog, and then once you have a dog trained, to make sure they're up and ready to go volunteer. Um, lots of different grooming standards and requirements that we have to make sure that the dogs are, are clean and safe for our clients that we serve. So um, we have uh, probably 58 of our volunteers are the ones who have the dogs, um, and they're, they're personal pets. And you are somewhere in East Texas almost every day, often at more than one facility on the same day. Getting out there, staying busy. Our calendar is packed full. Pretty much every day we're somewhere. 
Okay. Animal-assisted therapy is your calling card, as it were. That is the technique that you use to train these animals, not just dogs, by the way, and uh, to get them out there to help people who really, really need their services. Now, uh, just basically explain what animal-assisted therapy is, if you would. Animal-assisted therapy is a technique that's used to help patients meet certain goals. Uh, it can be used by any type of occupational, physical, speech therapist, a nurse, any really anyone who can set certain specific goals that the patient must achieve and then use the animal as the piece of equipment to exercise on. For example, if a patient has had a stroke and they've had a paralyzed arm and they need to start learning how to move that arm and strengthen it, and also the sensation oftentimes goes away, and so they can use their the dog's fur as a different type of sensation to stimulate the brain. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. By the way, before we go any further, we want to remind you we're talking to Elisha Reinick and Julie Miller with Therapet based in Tyler. I'm John Sims. This is in focus. A little bit of contact information. Lots of information on that website, therapet.org. That's the that's T H E R A P E T dot org. You're at 225 East Amherst in the uh, erstwhile Old English Village, now Broadway Town Center at Broadway in Amherst and Tyler. And uh, you can catch Therapet at 903-535-2125 or email info at therapet.org. Uh, Julie, uh, getting back on the animal-assisted therapy track, you recently authored an article turned up in the April 2020 Nursing Management Journal. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. The title of that article is Animal-Assisted Interventions, Impact on Patient Outcomes and Satisfaction. And what I did was I did a review of the literature and looking at what different outcomes can be affected by using therapy animals in hospital settings or in libraries such as the Lindale Library that we um, serve with our read program uh, and bringing the animals in to just improve like we've mentioned our mission health hope and healing but the outcomes that you can see uh, maybe we're relieving stress or anxiety or we're improving a patient's ability to walk or the distance that they walk or even just something as simple maybe it seems simple but um, creating a place for people to um, have their grief. Sometimes when you're in a hospital setting and your loved one isn't doing well and you just feel all tense, well, the therapy animal allows them that moment to, to cry on the therapy animal's shoulder. Mm -hmm. Is a therapy animal the same as an emotional support or service animal? No, but let's explain that. Uh, we get this question frequently. It's it's not unusual for us to get a call at the office um, at least several times a month wanting to know if we can get a dog uh, checked off as an emotional support or service animal or even come down and pick up a dog. Mm -hmm. They think that we have dogs just ready to uh, pick up and go home with them to serve as um, service animals. Oh, my, that is my. not the case. We are therapy animals. And the way I explain it the most easily is therapy animals, um, our dogs are trained to serve a multitude of people, environments, and needs. Mm -hmm. um, your emotional support and your service animals are more geared toward um, helping one individual. Mm -hmm. um, so ours are, ours are ready to get out there and, and meet the needs of many, many people. That's okay. the easiest way to differentiate. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, on a related note, how does animal-assisted therapy differ from visitation? So animal-assisted therapy, for example, is what we're using at Encompass, kind of Encompass Rehab with PT, OT, speech pathology, all of that that Julie mentioned. So um, your visitation is more in your hospital settings, so not goal-oriented when you're doing visitation necessarily. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, getting into the facilities that TheraPet serves, and this is, I guess, a little bit, it, 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 we definitely need to get into this a little bit more deeply because there's a long list of facilities that you either do serve now or will serve once some of the concerns about COVID have passed, hopefully by early next year. Let's talk first about the facilities where you're active right now. Yes. So we've just had to basically ride the wave of COVID the past year and a half. And um, we've been able to go back to certain facilities. And then as Delta popped up, we had to, to pull out again. So places we're currently at are we're at Christus Mother Francis Hospital um, three Wednesdays of every month. Um, Encompass Health, we're there uh, Monday through Friday, three hours every day on the uh, table. That's part of the Christus system, right? It yeah, is. Christus Rehab. Okay. It is. Um, and then we're at Chapel Hill ISD. We just went back this week and we'll be there all through the the remainder of this school year. We're at Beckville ISD with a read program. We're at um, Lily Russell Memorial Library in Lindell with a read program. And then we're at East Texas Cross Center, Cross the Center twice a month and Bo Shears. Okay, Bo Shears, the uh, facility in Tyler. Yes. Um, part of the Jones Bo Shears campus, actually. Yes. Okay. And uh, heading back to Rusk, uh, a couple of facilities down there, hopefully after the first of the year. And uh, I, I guess that pretty much covers it. And you're, I know you're always looking for more people if you have the animals available. So um, that, that, things like that can change for any number of reasons, but that's basically where you are right now. So you do serve a number of facilities around East Texas and uh, gonna be getting back to a few more, hopefully after the first of the year. How can somebody request TheraPet services? I would tell them to go to our website, therapet.org, and then they can see um, a form there that they can fill out to request to get on our waiting list. And that is a, a key factor here is that we do have a long waiting list. Um, about 28 facilities currently want us to be there on a regular basis with our animals. So oh, okay. um, that's that's going to be difficult um, because we need more dogs mm -hmm. uh, to be able to open up and, and serve more. So let's move on over to um, how you recruit people to um, get their dogs and other animals. And it's not just dogs, by the way. It's not. We have three cats and we have an umbrella cockatoo named Cuddles as yeah. well. So Cuddles has been around for a long time. Cuddles now. is amazing. She's kind of like holding a little baby dinosaur on your arm, but she's so sweet and loving and she just snuggles up on your neck when you're holding her. Oh, she's very wow. cool. I think I may have to meet her one of these days. <laughs> Talking to Julie Miller and Alicia Reinick with Therapet and Tyler, I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. So getting back to the question of the moment, how does a dog or other animal become a Therapet? It's actually a very rigid process. Uh, and Julie can speak to this too, but um, the main thing that we need a dog to have is their Canine Good Citizen Certificate. When they come in, before they even start any of our processes, and that's just to make sure that they know their basic obedience. We're not here to teach them basic obedience. They need to come in already knowing that so that we can then start training them in the specific ways that we serve our clients at hospitals and rehab facilities. Okay, and there's kind of a laundry list of different things. Skills training, there's a skills test, a temperament test, an apprenticeship. Did you maybe want to go through those in a little bit? More Love detail. to. Sure. So CGC, if if you have a dog that has their CGC already, and if they don't, we'd encourage you to maybe visit PetSmart and there's other um, area groups that, that offer CGC as well. Um, talk to them about starting that process. It's long uh, to begin with as well. It takes probably six months to a year to get through that process. Um, so once they have their CGC, they're then ready to take our skills classes. Our skills classes last about seven weeks, um, weekly meetings, and that's teaching them how do you come alongside a wheelchair? Um, how do you approach a hospital bed when you've got a lot of IVs and tubing and make sure that you're you're keeping that patient safe and um, the dog needs to be able to back in and out of very narrow spaces. Um, 
you know, walking alongside the walker and things like that, um, that they wouldn't learn in their basic obedience classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they take their skills class, and it's not unusual to have to take a number of rounds of the skills classes. So um, it's rare for one to probably get through that on the first time. I think Lambo had to take it three times. <laughs> Did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's wonderful and now. And he's a really so great dog. He's amazing. He, he needed it three yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. And, and so quiet. So you quiet. hardly know he's here. He's wagging his tail. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see it and actually hear it a little bit. I don't know if our listeners can or not, but Lambo is definitely keeping watch over us by day. Um, so then they have a skills test at the yeah. end. If they pass the skills test, um, then it's important to go have a temperament test because they may know the skills, but they may not have the temperament to mm-hmm. do it. So if they pass that temperament test, then we have a pretty rigid apprenticeship process that lasts at least 30 to 90 days. We're now taking the dogs into the facilities we serve during that apprenticeship program um, and just making sure that they know the drill and that they're comfortable. That's also one way that our volunteers really figure out where does your animal want to serve? Um, a lot mm. of a lot of the humans come into the program with preconceived notions of I want my dog to serve um, at this facility. Your dog may not want to serve at that mm-hmm. facility. Um, and so it's really critical to listen to your animal and know where's their heart, um, not necessarily where the human's heart is. Mm-hmm. Phoebe, who's been here before, um, really loves the visitation because it's into a patient's room, spend two to five minutes, and then out. And then you do it again and do it again and do it again. Whereas Lambo really li- loves the rehab hospital because he can lay on a table and be the piece of equipment that patients are exercising on. I think he thinks it's a three-hour massage. <laughs> and Phoebe's not so much. She doesn't like that so much. So. Uh-huh. And don't forget, going back to something we mentioned earlier, I think maybe in brief, the volunteers are responsible for the training process and making sure the animal is uh, constantly up to speed with wherever it, uh, whatever assignment it has. It's, we yeah, yeah we are constantly watching our animals um it's you may be in a patient's room talking to a patient but you are watching your animal to ensure safety for that patient mm-hmm. and we touched on this before but let's go back to it just for emphasis even though you have dogs cats big dogs little dogs and a cockatoo that i say, is a cockatoo or cockatiel cockatoo cockatoo okay got it right the first time um a lot of people still think that a therapy animal still actually has to be a golden retriever or a lab let's take another moment to uh, um, allay that misconception yes we get that question pretty frequently as well and um i would love to be able to actually go to our website you can view pictures of our current therapists and you'll be able to see it's not just labs and goldens um and even the ones that we have that are goldens and labs so many of them are rescues as well so um these are not dogs that are bred for this purpose um, it's really about figuring out what's their temperament um, m- lots of mixed breeds we were we were doing a presentation at a facility a few weeks ago and one person asked do you allow pit bulls and we actually had a pit mix in the room we uh-huh. said well here's here's percy you've already percy. met him okay. um, so it's it's just it's really about the temperament and the heart of the animal not so much the breeding you know, I think it's important to note that uh, you might have the best dog, cat, or cockatoo in the world, but it just might not be a good fit for this particular type of work. How do you uh, explain to people if uh, they just love that animal, but it's just not suited for this kind of assignment? Well, I think I'm um, uniquely blessed in that way to be able to speak to people because I have two lab mixes. They have their CGC, and I've attempted with both to go through the skills classes for Therapet, and they just, they're not they're not game for it they're Mm -hmm. wonderful dogs they're my personal therapy animals is what Uh i say but um so i think that makes me able to talk to people about that and say hey you've still got a really well-trained animal from going through this process with us Mm -hmm. Uh, they're just not 
you're just not going to be a therapist, and that's okay. I think if someone is wanting to train, though, what's really important is as they start out doing all their obedience training is practicing their obedience training in public spaces so Ah. you don't just practice in your backyard go to you know any of the organizations any of the businesses in town that'll allow animals lowe's Lowe's, tractor supply home depot Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. half price books there's a ton of them in town that will allow your animals in PetSmart, petco Mm -hmm. you know and you can walk around and practice your obedience and that is what is so important because they get used to sliding glass doors they get used to be having to sit to be petted by a child or an adult or even if you run into people in wheelchairs out there so it's just it's so much easier if you've already socialized your animal while you're practicing your obedience. Mm -hmm. Talking to Julie Miller and Elisha Reinick with Therapet and Tyler. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus, therapet.org. Best way to get in touch, just go to that website. Uh, Offices in the Broadway Town Center on Amherst Drive and uh, hours Monday through Friday, 830 to 530, closed on Saturday and Sunday. Office numbers 903-535-2125. Um, volunteering. If someone doesn't have a dog, can they volunteer? It looks like that's a big yes. It's a huge yes. Even more so now that we've um, been under the constraints of COVID. We've always needed volunteers to go in alongside us without an animal, but even more so now because um, a lot of the facilities, we're having to wear masks and even eye protection. And um, that blocks the peripheral view that our our handlers have of their dogs a lot of times. We need another set of eyes there um, to make sure we're hand sanitizing, that our clients are hand sanitizing, and that Um, No one's approaching in a way that maybe the handler of the dog doesn't see. So, yes, we need you. (laughs) And sometimes when we're working with patients, we need two sets of, you know, two two humans with the one dog to make sure that the patient's safe. All righty. And this part of the show is where things get interesting in kind of a whole new way. There are different things you can do. Follow you on social media, share posts, tell friends and family about Therapet. Maybe you know a dog who has a great temperament and loves meeting new people. Let's kind of focus on those two items just for a moment here. Um, yeah, so much of marketing now for businesses and nonprofits is through social media. So please go to our Facebook and Instagram uh, pages, like those, share our posts. It's fun. We share a lot of pictures of dogs, and who doesn't love that? Um, and then, yeah, just maybe you've got a, a grand puppy in the family or, um, you know, a niece or nephew pup, and um, you think, you know what, they really love people. Um, tell tell those family members about us and see if maybe they've got the time. This is a wonderful way for um, retired people in the community to get plugged in and really mm-hmm. have some activity with their animals. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you make money? Well, there's a donation tab on your website. You can make a one-time or a regular donation if you like financially. And then uh, some big fundraisers, uh, the Unleashed and Stock the Bar fundraisers are the ones you've had up until now. And uh, I believe you just completed Unleashed this fall. And then you have Stock the Bar in early summer. And then stay tuned for a fund, a fun new fundraiser in February. Let's just kind of hit all of those yeah. and tell people what you've done and what you have on the uh, on the menu. So our, our largest of the year is our Totally Unleashed. And um, this year we had it at the Cascades in October. It was our 10th annual. And it was we, we just knocked it out of the park. And we're so thankful to all of our donors and sponsors and attendees that night. It was um, our biggest event that we've ever had. Um, and so that's been phenomenal. 
phenomenal and keeps us able to continue serving the, the community. Um, stock the Bar is a really fun thing where we sell raffle tickets and our board members and volunteers stock a bar. And then um, we've been able to do three different prize packages the past two years. So um, you're, you're helping a wonderful nonprofit by buying those raffle tickets, but then you might also be stocking your home bar if you're one of the winners. So All right. it's fun. And then um, stay tuned in February. We're, we're at the beginning stages of this, but we're planning to have a little um, in-office event fundraiser where you can come down we'll try to have a food truck little kissing booth where you can come sit in a kissing booth with a therapist and um, take some photos and um, it'll be a fun cute cute day for us okay so kind of um, not really don't have the specifics nailed down on that yet but stay tuned is that where we are with that okay and now as far as your next totally unleashed event that'll be your 11th annual and that will be uh, we're looking at october 22nd we don't have that nailed down but that's that's tentatively what we're looking at for 2022 and you already need sponsors live and silent auction donations etc i'll start taking those january 1st so call me okay (laughs) it looks like you spend most of the year either planning or conducting that event which is no surprise given the magnitude of it and how it serves your agency uh Elisha Reinick and Julie Miller with Therapet, our guests this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Therapet.org is the website. Don't forget Facebook and Instagram, real important. Here in the Broadway Town Center in Tyler, and uh, office number is 903-535-2125. Lots more we could talk about, and we'll try and get as much of it in as we can. But, Julie, I think it's your turn. I know you have some, you always have some great stories to tell. Let's I do. get I, a couple of them right now. I Absolutely. And I, I have to tell this one because just recently, you talked about social media and one of the things we love to see is when when people that we've interacted with will share their stories on social media and recently a story came up on a feed of a woman who had been in a car wreck 25 years ago and Mm. she was talking about how her time in the hospital and what had impacted it and the picture she posted i got tagged on it by a friend she posted a picture of me with one of my therapy dogs mm. from 25 years ago my gosh and i remember her distinctly because she was the patient who was pregnant um, was in a car wreck went into a coma and we brought her family wanted us to bring the dog in and lie it by its bedside and at her at her side and i asked her to scratch the dog just laying her hand on the back of the dog and her fingers started to move just minutely now this was a patient who Mm. for the nurses nursing staff was doing nothing to command and she started scratching and within 10 minutes she was brushing the dog from head to tail still not responding in any other way to commands except that the dog had made a connection in her head that she understood and could pet and um, my memory of the story is the next day she came out of her coma. Wow, that is truly amazing. I have chills right now. Those amazing animals. Did you have maybe one more you wanted to share? Sure. I think one of the other sweet things that we do in the hospital is oftentimes visit patients who are um, maybe not going to make it. And I think the therapy animals provide the patient and the family a way to have their grief allowed that I mentioned earlier. And recently we saw a family who was really in that space where they knew their loved one wasn't going to make it and they were really suffering with their grief. And yet the therapy animals allowed them to have their tears 
but also coming out of that room were giggles and laughter and just giving them a moment of time to like realize that life does go on and we can be grateful for where we are right now and the life that we were letting go of but also the life that's ahead of us very nicely put julie we appreciate that uh let's move into another area here and something you'll find information about on the website therapet.org something i don't think we've touched on yet therapy pet education tell us a little bit about how that works sure absolutely um we do local education to community groups all the time if someone wants us like um, alicia mentioned it's on our website you can request us to come and do an educational program but we also do it on a little bit bigger scale Uh, for instance this, this may the american association of critical care nurses will be holding their national teaching institute in houston and therapet will be there with a booth on the exhibit hall to educate nurses who are attending that conference there's usually about seven to eight thousand nurses attending that conference and we'll be doing we'll be allowing them to to interact with the therapy animals but also to be doing presentations for them and we've done that throughout the 27 years of the program Um, has provided education across the country to help other people implement the the standards that we've set especially around healthcare, um, to make sure that you're using therapy animals safely Mm -hmm. Uh, an article that i just caught this week and it kind of jumped out at me um i guess getting ready for the show today uh, anytime i see the name therapet anywhere in the media it's going to have an impression on me but um we've got lambeau here still behaving very very nicely and he's got a lot of colleagues but one of them who's star shine this past week walter the beagle walter santa claus walter the santa claus beagle i guess you could say he he got out at meals on wheels i think was the agency that you visited with walter tell us a little bit about that and maybe some similar things you've done during the holiday season well i would say our volunteers have i i think the biggest hearts in east texas and um in addition to the ways we serve with our animals we love to come alongside other um, nonprofits and um, different organizations in the community who have needs. So this is actually our seventh year to, um, at our Christmas party for our volunteers, we ask them to bring dry dog and cat food. And then we, we take a huge donation to Meals on Wheels. Uh, what many people don't know about their program is that a lot of their clients have animals and they don't have food for their animals. And so mm-hmm. what would you do if you didn't have food for your animals? You would share your plate with them. Sure. And so it doesn't help the hunger problem there unless you also have food for their their animals their pets Mm -hmm. at home so we just took about 450 pounds of dry dog and cat food over to meals on wheels and uh, walter was the delivery uh, pup for us and uh, took some really cute pictures and uh it's in the paper so Mm -hmm. um, he just got certified in september he's a new dog and he has hit the ground running with all four paws Uh, he frequently goes to christus um, hospitals on wednesday nights and um, he's just an amazing representative already he did great this last wednesday Mm -hmm. night with some very special patients you bet elisha reinick and julie miller with therapet our guests this morning on in focus i'm john sims websites therapet.org don't forget the social media and you can pretty much take it from there and uh, you do other things like that too meals on wheels i think you before air we you mentioned you visited the salvation army uh we we rang the bell for the salvation army rang the bell, uh, okay. know, quite a few years in a row now and we were um, at chick-fil-a this year with the pups and um we don't know the statistics on this but we really feel like when the pups are there ringing the bell it, it gets more donations for them so i don't think there's any doubt about that i don't think there is um, and then we also um every year go to tyler pounds uh, to help reduce stress for our thanksgiving and christmas uh, travelers 
hours at the airport. So we'll be there um, just next week. Um, if you're flying in or out at a certain time frame, you might see the therapists there. Mm-hmm. Keep your eyes peeled. I got a couple of minutes left in the show, two or three minutes. And there's a, a, a program that kind of jumps out at me. I think you... Uh, we, there's a lot we could talk about, but this the Reed program, as it's known, I think there are about three different facilities where you operate that program. And tell us how, a little bit about how that works. Uh, I'm really passionate about the Reed program. It's it's kind of a, a registry within um, being a therapist. You have to be a therapist to 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 be a Reed certified pup with us as well. But um, we're at Beckville ISD um, and also the Lindell Library with the Reed program. And the the key thing about that is, you know, when a child is behind on literacy, it's there's a lot of peer pressure. If they have to read in front of their peers and are already behind, they know that they're embarrassed. Um, and, and it just makes it even harder and they're less um, inclined to work on their reading at that point. So when we bring animals in, we really try to target kiddos through third grade. Um, the key part of that is um, through third grade, they're learning to read. After mm-hmm. third grade, they're reading to learn. And so third grade is a really critical uh, kind of line in the sand. And we've got to make sure their literacy is where it needs to be. So the dogs come in, the they, the kiddo reads one-on-one to the dog, and there's no judgment. Um, and they they really see huge results from that. So mm-hmm. it, it's amazing. Super special. Yeah. One more thing I wanted to touch on, and again, there's so much we could talk about if we only had the time. But when you visit the Children's Advocacy Center and the Crisis Center, that's an entirely different ballgame. Those are you're talking about uh, adults and children who have been really really traumatized in any number of different ways tell us a little bit about the importance of those programs um, yeah, I mean, as you can not even imagine, I mean, the things that have, have gone through a, a family's experience to get them um, at those facilities, which are huge service to our community. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's similar to any of the visitation we do, like at the hospitals. It's it's going to reduce that stress. It's going to take them out of their what they're experiencing for just a moment and let them interact with an animal. And they're going to have that blood pressure um, decrease and their heart rate's going to go down and they're going to smile. And it's just it's like a little mini vacation. It's also positive parenting. And I think at the East East Texas Crisis Center, um, it is a positive parenting program. And it shows them positive ways of interacting with animals and with each other. Um, And that's really, really important and special. Mm -hmm. Just about ready to wrap up the show. And it's been a great one, I must say. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. We've been visiting with Alicia Reinick and Julie Miller from Therapet. Again, that website is therapet.org and if you want to give them a shout it's 903-535-2125 by telephone uh so much to learn and uh, so much that you're still trying to accomplish with all of this but uh, for now alicia and julie thank you so much for being on the show with us this morning thank, thank you. you we appreciate it you bet alicia reinick and julie miller with therapet our guests this morning on in focus i'm john sims thank you for joining us and as always we'll see you again next week on in focus <laughs>